Good day, good day, good day. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to the Moyes Health Podcast, or the Moyes Podcast. I forget what it's called. <laughs> and welcome back to episode 67. 67 now. Crazy. And if you are an avid listener, if you are an occasional listener, then do me a favor. Make sure that you leave a review on Apple Podcasts for me when it comes to what I do here. Because A, it's all free. It's not free for me. I have to pay for this. But it's all free for you. And so the way that you guys can show your gratitude, can let me know I'm doing a good job, is just to jump over and give me a little review. It does make a big, big difference. And genuinely, I would massively appreciate it. So thank you in advance. And now let's get into today's or this week's episode. And this one is, as you can tell from the title, all about perception and success because they are not synergistic. A lot of people attribute what they see, the snapshot, the highlight of what they see with the success of someone. Social media is a very good example of this. I've spoken in previous podcasts about the whole social media is one massive highlight reel and you don't see the shit, you don't see the struggle. All you see is what's going well because that's all people want to show. And we're all victims of doing this. I mean, hell, I've got some clients that spend their time showing how amazing what they're doing is on social media with their walks and their steps and their cooking and their food, etc. But in actual fact, what's going on behind the scenes is a lack of integrity. And so there's progress that isn't being made. And before we touch on this, I have spoken to said clients about this. So <laughs> we'll leave that one there. It'd be a bit harsh to go around the houses and go about it in a podcast. But my point being, what you see doesn't necessarily mean that someone is successful and someone could be successful in spite of what you see. To give you guys the first example, imagine someone that you see driving around in a posh car and you see someone that seems to be doing pretty well for themselves. Well, that doesn't or isn't to say that they're not in barrel loads of debt. That's not to say that they haven't actually had to work incredibly hard to get that car and they're right on the limit of what they could afford, but they wanted to fulfill a dream. However, it could also be that they've got that car and they still have copious amounts of surplus income because they are successful. My point is a material possession does not mean success. And the opposite is also true. Just because someone is walking around looking like a tramp, barely kind of looking after themselves from a shaving and kind of getting up and rolling out of bed in the morning does not mean that they are not successful. The world has changed. A lot of people who are successful don't necessarily want to shout about it. And a lot of people that aren't successful want people to think that they are. So let's attribute this and turn this around to what I do. Fat loss. Now, a lot of people, as I said, spoke or shout on social media about what they're up to and constantly involve people. And for some people, that works really well from an accountability perspective. I've done that. I've been that person which tells everybody about what I'm doing each and every day on social media because it keeps me accountable. But there is a point where, well, there's a tipping point. There is this point where it becomes detrimental and you end up feeling like you have to keep up pretense feeling like, oh my God, I've told everyone how successful, how consistent, how focused I am. I'm not um, consistent or focused right now. However, I need to keep up the pretense. I've, I've created this persona of someone that's successful, someone that's focused, and I can't possibly let people know that that's not the case. And 
success is an undulating thing. It's not that someone is successful and always will be. It's not that someone is successful and consistently will be because life ebbs and flows as per the seasons of psychology that I've touched on previously. In real world terms for me, for my own success and my client's success, success is very quiet. It's something which is very subtle. It's the sum of many a small action compounded over time. And some of my most successful clients are the ones that are quiet, the ones that are just quietly getting on with it, focusing on what they need to do, focusing on what they can control and not allowing themselves to run away with with any kind of grandiose thoughts uh, alongside, you know, what they're doing. You know, they don't run away with the success or the, dare I say, celebrity of it. They just focus on their goal being important to them. And I suppose this actually brings me quite nicely to a point I wanted to make. And that's, if you're chasing a goal, let it be a goal for you. I'm going to give you the very best example that I can give you of this from my own life. And that is my car. I absolutely have my entire life, ever since I saw Gone in 60 Seconds as a kid, have adored Mustangs. And back in 2018... I believe, we were able to go to Florida. We had a Mustang as a hire car. Um, wasn't the V8, for those of you that are car-minded. It was just the EcoBoost. But I absolutely adored it. And even while I was over there, I was Googling, like, you know, how much are these, etc. Because having had a conversation with the boy's dad, uh, he said, actually, they're not that expensive. Uh, and again, it's all relative. Now, I am by no means affluent when it comes to money. I don't use money as my main kind of determinant. I don't use it as something which is a marker of success. I enjoy living my life. I enjoy kind of, I suppose, some creature comforts, but I'm not the type of person which ends up being lavish with money. Some people think that I am, however, but for me, I'm careful with money, yes, I'm careful with my decisions, having spent years of being a dickhead with money and getting loans and left, right and centre for cars and going crazy with not spending money that I didn't have, but probably making financial decisions at certain points in my life that I shouldn't have made. Anyway, as I fast forward into my 30s, those days are, touch wood, far behind me. My point being, when I got back home, um, I had the bug and I wanted to fulfil a dream. And the business was at a point and my life was at a point where probably shouldn't have done this in truth. But I made the decision, I'm going to go and get myself one. So I did. And I still have it today. And it is my absolute baby. When I am not focused on health and fitness and coaching people, my downtime is using my hands to work on the car. Because the one thing that always appealed to me about Mustangs was not just obviously what they are and what they can do, but the fact that the whole ethos around the Mustang was customization and modification, which I've always loved doing with my cars. And with this Mustang, I've gone to the fucking 18th degree with it. So that fulfilled a dream for me. Now, granted, as I said, probably wasn't the wisest decision to do at the point in my life that I did, but I chose to do it because it was important to me. And like I said, I've had her nearly three years now. She's still my baby and still gets pampered as much as I possibly can. The problem is when I got that car, despite the fact that the car before it was like a very nice Audi Q7. Um, but again, I was always good at picking up secondhand cars, which were relatively, they looked more expensive than they were. And this was the first car that, again, looks more expensive than it is, but is the most expensive purchase I've ever made. Um, 
it was yeah it's one of those cars where people think they're a lot more money than they actually are and previously with even the m3s the bmw m3s that i've had back in the day i've always been a car guy uh they were no one ever had this kind of perception of ooh hello and you know same with the audi q7 it was it was a beautiful beautiful car and it really did give uh, or seem to give off an impression of wealth but even then i didn't really get um much response like that and again that wasn't what i was chasing i must preface this podcast by going i don't buy my cars for other people's opinion i don't buy the things in my life for other people's opinion like I can say this podcast and there'll be some of you listening to this going bollocks, mate. But genuinely, I don't. I buy it for me. I buy it to fulfill my dreams, my goals and the way it makes me feel. And when I got the Mustang, that rubbed a few people up the wrong way. There are comments from people about, oh, I see, doing all right for yourself. And people that I thought were more trusted than they were making snide comments behind my back about the fact that I was successful. And you find this with success, whether it's financial or people's perception of financial, or even in fat loss terms, people get jealous. People get that attitude of you're successful. I'm not successful, or at least not successful in the area that you are, or I haven't done what you've done, or I decided not to make that choice that you'd make. And, you know, take the Mustang, for example, there's a lot of people that wouldn't make that decision. But even though they wouldn't make it, the fact that I have rubs them up the wrong way. So they then go on the offensive and attack you most of the time behind your back. But the fact is, like I said, I made that decision at a time when probably should have been a little bit more sensible with the money side of things, but was more sensible than I had been previously. But I've always been, when it comes to my life, I've always focused on enjoyment. And I've always known myself and I get fidgety and I get bored. And back in the day, that's led me down bad roads, um, touching on things like the steroids, etc. that I've spoken about in previous podcasts. If I get bored, if I get fidgety, I do stupid things. So I need projects. I always have done. I'm a very hands-on person, as I've said to you guys previously, outside of the realms of what I do for a living, which is very mental, I need something physical, which I can get my teeth into, and not the gym. I've been there with the gym, and obviously that then led to the fucking steroid thing, but the gym is now something I do to look after myself, to make sure that I'm healthy for my kids, that I can play with them, lift them, etc. You know, that's to look after myself for other reasons these days. For me, I need my projects outside of health and fitness to get my hands dirty, and the Mustang was the prime example for that. I bought it with the full intention of modifying it, with the full intention of you know creating my own vision of what I wanted that car to be, and I certainly have. It's my absolute dream car, and she ain't going anywhere. She will be the car that's given to the kids. I've always loved that kind of American dream of you know one day I get Dad's Mustang and you know and I hand over the keys etc. And that's how it's going to be for my guys. Don't know how the hell it's going to work because there's too many kids and there's only one car. But my point is, it's the car that I'm going to hand down. And anybody that knows me will know uh, about my history with cars. And I'm well aware this podcast is turning into very much a car podcast, but bear with me, okay? Because again, I'll always talk about the things I want to talk about and there is a point to this. I passed my driving test in 2005 uh, and it's now 2021. Uh, So therefore that is, what, 16 years ago. And in that time, I've changed my car a lot. 
Bear in mind, like I said, 16 years and I've had 14 cars. I get fidgety. Ask any member of my family and they'll tell you exactly the same thing. I've had 14 cars and three motorbikes. What does that tell you? <laughs> Literally, um, yeah, quite uh, quite fidgety when it comes to motor vehicles. And therefore, I, as you can tell from the maths on that one, I never really keep a car longer than about a year and a half. And yet here we are approaching the three-year mark with the Mustang and I have no plans to get rid of her. And that's a new thing for me. You know, ask anybody, like I said, and they will tell you that, yep, Moisey changes cars out pretty quickly. But with the Mustang, it's something which is going to stick around. So going back to the main point in this podcast, before I get too deep into this rabbit hole, it was my dream and I wanted to fulfill a dream. Granted, like I said, probably maybe could have picked a slightly better time to do it. But looking back now, I don't think I would ever do it. I think it was just at a point where I was coming out of the silliness of my 20s, coming off the back of the divorce and everything. Uh, well, not coming off the back of it because it was quite a way behind me at that point. But yeah, I think more to the point, I was coming off the back of my silly 20s. I was starting to think or was thinking more like a dad, more like a man. And I thought, you know what, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. And I'll be honest with you, if it came up now, I don't know if I would do it. I don't know if I could justify the uh, the purchase again. But again, like I said, people had a twisted perception of why I did it and thought it was about everybody else. They thought it was about showing off, as people do when they buy nice cars. You know, it was not a statement of wealth. It was not a statement of success. It was, I want to fulfill a dream and I want to do it for me. I don't care about people's reaction to the car. Of course, I like sharing it and I like people enjoying it in terms of, you know, my favorite thing is kids to be honest like kids go absolutely crazy for it um which is just great you know it warms my heart that they they see it as a supercar but my point is it was for me and it will only ever be for me and for my kids one day when i hand it down to them it was never meant to be a statement of wealth etc the same thing could be attributed to my motorcycle test uh which i did in 2015 um, that was a dream for me. Had nothing to do, again, with a statement of success. Had nothing to do with my finances at the time. It was just, I want to get my motorcycle license done before I was 30. Uh, and I succeeded in that, thankfully. And so you've got to have dreams. And sometimes those dreams will skew people's perception of you, particularly the fulfillment of those dreams. Because everybody has things they want to achieve. Everybody has dreams. But the problem is a lot of people don't chase them. They just tick along in life going, oh, one day. I've never been a one day mentality kind of guy. My attitude has always been like, I'm I'm here to enjoy my life. I'm not here to be restricted. I'm not here to be deprived. I want to live. I don't want to just pay bills, accrue money, and then pop my clogs. That's not a life for me. So that's my perception of things. There are some people that go after investments and chase the next ladder and chase a bigger bank balance. That's not me. I want to be happy. I want to be content, as I spoke about in a podcast a couple of episodes ago. To bring us back around to this success mentality, with your dream of reducing your body fat, feeling more confident in yourself, fitting in certain clothes, maybe fitting into your wedding dress and you know sustaining a healthy relationship with food, all of these different things, don't do it for other people. Don't do it because someone said something. Don't do it because of someone else's perception of you or what you should be. Do it for you. Because if you do it for something else, it's always going to be a hollow victory. 
Success should be you achieving a life that you want to achieve, achieving goals of which you set for yourself. And fuck anybody that has anything to say about what you do for yourself because there will always be people jealous of success. So many times people use my academy uh, and the chat room function of the academy and people share their success and it's awesome. I love it. I love to see people share just how elated they are at you know, a particular way in one week or elated at their pr- transformation pictures. It's okay to be proud of yourself. But the problem is we've skewed this line between being proud of yourself and achieving your goals and arrogance and success. People see people as arrogant and then people get jealous because they haven't quite achieved the same level. Now, that could be for a plethora of different reasons. People could not be achieving the same level because of their circumstance, their situation. You know, I've got clients on the books that are injured at the moment. They're not able to achieve the same physical level as somebody else because they're injured. But that's not to say they can't achieve. That's not to say they can't take steps forwards. But it's easy to get bitter in that moment, to see other people's success and wish you were them. My encouragement of this podcast is that be very careful about how you judge someone in terms of their success. Because if you judge someone on the material possessions they have, they could be drowning in debt behind the scenes and giving off a perception of, I am successful, look at me. But on the other hand, you could have someone that is successful at fulfillment successful in their life in terms of achieving what they want to achieve and what you see is real but they're not doing it for you and they're not doing it for anybody outside they're doing it for them they've fulfilled that dream because they want to don't see the supercar owner drive down the street and think fucking prick because he could have absolutely given up everything to work his ass off to fulfill that dream but at the same time he could be someone who's drowning in debt that probably shouldn't have made that decision My point being, success isn't something that you can judge just from an outward appearance. Same thing goes for body fat loss. You can easily look at someone and go, oh, hang on a minute, you've been doing your program for six months. Why can I not see any change in you? And it could very well be that they've got goals that you're unaware of. Could very well be that they're fighting a battle that you're unaware of. They've got demons that need slaying before the real progress can be made. Look at a building site, for example, you spend a lot of time looking at that building site, not seeing any change. And then all of a sudden, one day, there's loads of change. Sometimes the same thing goes for transformations. People may have to make a lot of changes to their lifestyle. They've got to make a lot of changes to the way they live. A lot of changes and a lot of things happen internally, not just within their bodies, but in their minds too, before they're ready to enact the actions that are going to change the external, the thing that you'll see. Transformation is far more than just a physical. Success is far more than just physical. And to be successful in anything, your brain has to be in the right place. Not just with your why and the reason that you're doing it, but also with the processes that are needed to enact the physical, the visual success. And that takes time. But the problem is people are all too quick to judge, all too quick to stick their oar in when it comes to the things that you do and the dreams you achieve, the success that you have. Be very careful with your perception, your perception of people's success, your perception of what they're doing with their lives. Be very careful of the way that you judge people based on what you see. 
because as the old saying goes, everybody's fighting a battle that most people are unaware of. It's slightly tweaked from that, but you know what I mean. So I wanted to record this one because you may be sat there thinking, oh, but you know what? My friend's achieved more than me. Look at how much she's lost at Slimming World or Weight Watchers. Look at you know the numbers that she's achieving on the scales. And then you might look at your number being half or even a quarter of that and feeling sad because you haven't achieved what she's achieved. Time frame comes into it. How long has she been doing it? But also, it could very well be that she's achieved that, but physically she hasn't changed that much. It could very well be that you've achieved the quarter of the poundage that she's lost, but your physical transformation is far greater. It could also be, and more to the point, that your mental transformation is far superior to hers or theirs. But her physical success is more apparent at that moment in time. It's the old tortoise and the hare situation. She's the hare. She's ramped on her head, has lost a load of poundage, but her brain necessarily hasn't actually transformed. She's papering over things with a temporary diet, temporary process. It could very well be that for you, you're laying the foundations to be the tortoise to win the race eventually. And it'll all come out in the wash over the next six months, year, etc. But I suppose the bigger thing to harp back to on this is comparison. We love to compare ourselves. We love to compare ourselves to social media. We love to compare ourselves to each other, colleagues, friends, family members. We love to judge our bodies and compare it to like-for-like bodies, or at least what we think are like-for-like. We love to judge our bank balance, to judge our lives, our homes. We love to compare these things. And by comparison, we judge success. Am I successful? Well, that person is leaner than me, so they are more successful than me. That person has a nicer or newer car than me, therefore they are more successful than me. So, Folks, success is not financial. Success is not material. Like I said, I have my Mustang purely because I love it and it's a dream achieved. It's got nothing to do with the financial side of things. It's got nothing to do with that. It's everything to do with the child in me wanted that car and I made that child happy. Fulfillment and being content. It's very easy to look at someone's life from the outside and think, oh my God, you must be so happy. Look at what you've achieved. But they could be absolutely drowning in depression. You could look at someone and go, oh my God, look at the state of your home. Look at the state of you. Like you are clearly not successful, but they could be the happiest person in the world. They could be free of worry. They could be content in their life. Be very, very careful with the way in which you judge people. And again, be very careful in the way in which you use social media and compare and judge yourself against those people because you are not playing the same game. You're not playing the same game as anybody out there. Look at how many variables there are in your lives. Different upbringing, different ages, different parents, different locations, different jobs, different skill sets, different minds. There are so many differentiating factors between people. When you actually stop to think, you wonder how the hell you can compare in the first place. We're not comparing apples to apples here, folks. So, when it comes to success and perception recognize that there is a very big disparity between what we see and success and vice versa. What you see doesn't necessarily make that person or yourself successful. And also 
what success is is not always visual success for me is happiness and contentment as i touched on in that previous podcast success for you should be doing the best job that you can being a man or woman of integrity being someone that focuses on doing the right thing with their ethics and their morals someone which chases dreams because of happiness because of contentment someone that fulfills those dreams because of work ethic and perseverance and someone that is in control of their life thanks to discipline folks don't chase grandiose dreams don't chase someone else's dream and certainly do not judge someone's success on what you see because everyone is fighting a battle you know nothing about and that's the saying i was thinking of. <laughs> ladies and gents thank you for listening to episode 67 a slightly more methodical one this one but hopefully has resonated with you hopefully you enjoyed it and as always when it comes to your own actions when it comes to your own lives when it comes to your own success because we should all be focused purely on our own backyards have the serenity to accept the things that you cannot change have the courage to change everything that you can and have the wisdom to know the difference i'll see you on the next one let me know what you thought on the apple podcast reviews thanks folks Toodles.